0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's it to McCapri. There he goes. It's a
1: C-Mac attack.
0: This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network They was waiting at the gate for this one. Uh, welcome to the Believe in Panthers podcast here on Believe Podcast Network's Desmond Johnson, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, and Panthers all-time leading rusher Jonathan Stewart in the house. Our Monday recap show live and direct here uh, for you. The Panthers 24-10 losers to the Los Angeles Rams uh, on Sunday. Multiple storylines we need to talk about, um, about that game from yesterday. Um, we'll get into that. Uh, you got trade rumors flying all about we got a trade that actually just went down that we'll talk about uh, and much much more of course bet online is our uh, sponsor and today football is back bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season you will find the latest odds matchup info player news and game trends and as your continued source for all sports wagering info bet Online features live betting free contests live scores and giveaways all season long always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like major League baseball. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your awards. Bet online, where the game starts. And where we start is this uh, 24-10 loss, uh, the Panthers falling to 1-5 and on the season. Interim uh, head coach Steve Wilkes' first outing as head coach did not go exactly as planned. Um where you wanna go here with this? Where do you want to start off with this? Because there's a couple ways we can do this. We uh I, I um <laughs> I wrote down a couple things that we need to hit. PJ Walker, offensive play calling, uh Robbie Anderson. Um, where should we start here?
1: Hmm.
0: i turn it over to the dais. Like, where do you think? Where where you wanna begin to go in? Cause we let's well, talk I mean, about
1: Rob. Let's talk about Robbie right quick.
0: Okay, let's get Robbie and get uh <clears throat> Robbie out of the way. Skyler, uh Robbie Anderson had a um uh, outburst is a good way to put it outburst on the uh, sideline yesterday with uh, wide receivers coach Joe Daly uh, multiple times actually after the final time uh, head coach Steve Wilkes sent him to the locker room uh, I think I tweeted out that might be the last time we see Robbie in a Panthers jersey and just about
1: you were know, correct
0: about, yeah about 30 minutes ago uh, explain to us what just went down regarding Robbie Anderson
2: yeah so they've actually been looking for a, a team to take on not only his personality or whatever or whatever you want to call it, but they've been, they've been looking for a team for about a week now um, to make a deal with. It just hadn't had – it was too late in the week uh, for them to get anything done before this week's game. So I, I don't know exactly what happened on the sideline. I mean, Robbie gave his spiel. Um, Steve Wilkes didn't really go too much in depth with it either, but I don't know if we'll ever get the full story out of that. But as far as the deal is concerned, the Panthers are going to receive a 2024 sixth round pick and a 2025 seventh round pick in exchange for Robbie Anderson. So, not much, but considering what happened yesterday, I think Panthers fans should at least be happy they got something out of it because that could have easily turned into a situation where everyone knows the Panthers are moving on from Robbie Anderson and they just say, we're just going to wait until you release him. So, Yeah. Gotta be at least thankful they got something, let alone two picks out of it, even though it's it's day three picks.
0: I'm actually surprised they got two picks just for the scenario you just said, because after watching that yesterday, I mean, I think it was pretty clear uh that we probably were gonna do something with him and may have to cut him. People forget Robbie's a Matt Rule guy. Like Robbie's here because of Matt Rule. He played for Matt Rule in college and defended him on a weekly basis, pretty much. So uh said money. Say what? Now? The, the dead money for Robbie Anderson, I believe. Yeah, I, think 12, I, saw like 20, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was that high. Um, yeah. And again, it's one of those things where people online don't understand salary cap or dead cap money or any of that kind of stuff. They think you could just trade player A for player B, and that's it. It, it, it don't work that way. That's why when I see all these trade rumors going around, I just like, well, some of these guys can't be really traded, like in theory, like DJ Moore. Someone's got to give up a lot just to make it work same for McCaffrey to be honest although that buzz is starting to pick up now too um I keep thinking back to that one-handed catch that McCaffrey had in the second quarter like he was actually turned around and had to like turn his hand like this and caught it with one hand like the other hand never touched the ball in stride brings it down and keeps going I'm like that's why you keep Christian McCaffrey because that's just that's something else yeah he's that's something boss. different not everybody can do that. Like, you don't just trade those guys off because you want to, you know, give up the season or whatever. You build around guys like that. He's 26. So Somebody, somebody yeah. made an interesting point about
2: McCaffrey the other day, and I can't remember who it was. But even if the Panthers are looking to part with some of their veterans, like Robbie Anderson or so on and so forth, like, you can't just go with a complete fire sale and get rid of your core pieces because what coach is going to be attracted to this situation if there's right. nothing to go
1: Yeah. Listen, that's
0: a very, very good point. Uh, and Go I think ahead. just,
1: just so I can get, get past this whole Robbie Anderson thing. <clears throat> um, I think this is a good teaching moment, a learning experience, or whatever you want to call it, for any players out there that are going through, you know, their season woes, uh, their up and downs in their career. Um. By the grace of God, Marquise Brown, you know, like that whole situation for the Cardinals and all that, the nature of the game, a guy gets hurt, someone gets an opportunity. As yesterday we saw Robbie Anderson throw a temper tantrum because he wasn't getting his way. Whatever that is, you're really showcasing to the entire world, the entire world, who you are when things don't go well, when things aren't going right. It's one thing if you're out there making catches and you're out there having 100-yard games and you're frustrated on the sideline that you aren't getting the ball in a moment in the game. That's not the case. So for the young guys, keep your mouth shut and play. Roll with the punches. That's part of the game. It's part of the growth. It's part of the opportunity for the growth. And when your time is, when your time comes, you make the most of it. Now, I understand the frustration, and I can respect the frustration, but when you are on national television, you do not act like that and so for the guys for the for the guys that are in that panther receiver um panther- c- receiver room, take this as a learning experience. You have a guy now that's at a head coach position that ain't with that. And none of these other coaches are either. Now, Robbie, I would like to st- ho- hope that you can see that the grace of God is on your career right now because mm-hmm. the Cardinals situation. Yeah. Now, count your blessing because you would be out of a job right now, possibly.
0: They would just cut him today. Like if they couldn't uh, find uh, anybody by 6 o'clock or whatever, I yeah, because totally they would just cut him.
1: Because that right there is not just making – you look bad, it's making the Panther organization look bad. Your your teammates look bad. Uh the head coach, but the 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 owner right now, okay. <laughs> David Tepper ain't with that. Okay, so like guys, you gotta be able to stay in it. It's gonna be a it's gonna this this season's not over. I know I've been saying it all all year. It's positive <laughs> one and five. <laughs> <laughs> it's not over and you got to stay in it man because it like this is your career that you're talking about this is your family's livelihood that we're talking about here you got to stay level-headed
2: i gotta give my tip of the hat here daily though i mean because like in that situation yeah. I'm a coach I, I probably don't keep my cool as well as he did now again right. i don't know who was right in that situation or if there was anybody that was right but for a player to come up and bump his face mask in the, up into your nose. Oh, it like, wasn't just uh,
0: that. Like, it wasn't just, just that. First of all, this is right after the whole Draymond Green-Jordan pool thing. So yeah. the whole conversation about getting in somebody's face, what you're supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do. We just went through all this on social media the past week. So everybody kind of knew the rules at this point. My man came over to him, got in his face, did the thing with the grill with his with his helmet. But if you look down at his hands, Robbie's hand is in a fist. Like his left hand is in a fist when he's talking to this guy, and if you look at them, it almost looks like Joe Daly is saying, "I wish you would hit me." Like that's mm-hmm. what it looks like. He is screaming at him as he's walking away. He's like, "I wish you would hit me. I wish you would yeah. hit me." That's the first one. The second one, when Robbie bumps him with the shoulder, we all know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> we all know what that means when somebody hits you like that and then looks back at you like you ain't gonna do nothing. Like that's what that means. And Joe Daly got, it, of course, you got to get those. You got to get that
2: out of the out of the locker. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't care what you give up for him. Even if you didn't get anything, like, you cannot continue to have Robbie Anderson on this roster. So, they yeah. had to do like, yeah, Like, you can't yeah. – especially after firing Matt Rule, Steve Wilkes is trying to set the tone and change the narrative around this program, right? You can't have that
0: type of – I don't even know what you call it.
1: You can't know, have it, won't have it. It's yeah. a cancer. It's what you He it did that to exactly.
0: it to a different coach, like another coach. The, oh yeah, this would, this would be a whole different kind of conversation going on. Um, True,
1: if he would have did that to Coach Wilkes, boy, yeah, exactly. I was oh, the first thing that came
0: to mind. Actually, like, oh, like, man, if he did that to Steve yeah. Wilks,
1: I tell you what, Joe is a better man than me. I would have saw it. Wait. I was, I was
0: bad for Joe. I was like, yo, he's just yeah. like trying to like steal your lunch, <laughs> like on on TV, <sighs> national TV. He just tried to do that to you, and then he came back again, and I'm just yeah. like, yo, so. That So Robbie's gone. I was thinking about this the other day, too. I was like, how many guys are on this team that are Baylor slash Temple slash Matt Rule guys? Because is this going to be more of an eye-opening look at, like, some of these guys that are around here that are on this team that we have talked about? We can't figure out why they're on the team other than the association to Matt Rule. One of those dudes is starting quarterback P.J. Walker, who uh, – I don't even know how to explain this game. That I don't know who to blame. You know, Mondays for me is the blame game. I'm blaming somebody. I, I wouldn't be blaming anybody <laughs> if we were winning games. But every time I come in here after a loss, someone deserves some
1: blame. Are you going, are you, or
0: or we need to make McAdoo. that a segment. Yeah, so okay. who's to blame? That's what we're going to start doing on Mondays. So DJ, you know what? Who's to blame? Who
1: is the blame? Desmond's blame, blame game. game.
0: <laughs> is it is it PJ? Or is it offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo? Because we'll pull up the graphic here, uh, guys. At first, I thought this was a joke. I didn't think this was actually accurate. It is. This is this is this is PJ Walker's pass chart. 10 for 16, 60 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. This is from yesterday. This is not made up. This is actually what they did on offense yesterday. And I had fools on Facebook coming at me like, "Well, PJ actually did what they wanted him to do. PJ played a great game, blah 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 blah. PJ PJ just needs a chance." He had a chance. This is what he did with the chance. And I don't want to hear the whole, well, maybe the offensive coordinator told him to throw it short. He he had routes where he had guys going vertical downfield or whatever, and they didn't try it. And then the tell all of it, as soon as he gets knocked out the game and Jacob Easton comes in, they just start running four verts like down the field. So they had no problem with Jacob Easton throwing those long darts. Why couldn't PJ Walker throw them down there? That one that's at the like 20 plus yards or whatever, that ball was sailing out of bounds. Five yards out of bounds and nowhere near a receiver, and he wasn't trying to throw it out of bounds. Skylar,
1: <laughs> Skylar tell us what. T- Skylar, <laughs> tell us what your your insight on the game plan is, because I mean, from one from from my side, you know, the first half, I feel like we were controlled, right? We were controlling yeah. the game. We were staying within. We we're trying to control the time of possession. I think at one point. I was like, wow, we finally lead in the Department of Time and Possession. You know what I'm saying? In the beginning of the game. And so that registered to me like, okay, they had a game plan and they're following their game plan. I think this is the first time I recognized all season that they started out with a plan and they're following it. Yeah. And so kudos to that part of the game plan. I want to know what your assessment is as the game went on, especially that third quarter. Because that third quarter, I think we had six, seven plays or something like that. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's the second straight week that that's happened. Um, I think if you go back and look at what they did against San Francisco, I think they had six. No, it was seven, seven snaps in the third quarter because we highlighted that in last week's show. You can't win games if you have seven snaps in a quarter. Um, and I think the approach going into this week was always to to help PJ out to get him to where he doesn't have to do everything. But there's there's a certain extent, I think like you've got to allow him to push the ball down the field. Like I think part of that's on Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo and Steve Wilkes, they had their meetings throughout the week and they they came together and said, we are going to run the football and we're going to be smart and not, you know, put PJ in stressful situations. We're not going to put him in a situation where he's got to go through four or five reads and pick his best decision. Right. Um, but at, I think McAdoo either went a little too conservative or maybe the coaching staff as a whole went too conservative because when you have 11 of your 16 pass attempts go behind the line of scrimmage, I mean, how are you fooling anybody? Right. So, I mean, I mean, there it is. Look at the chart right here. Eleven. What is this? this is this is a high school offense that I'm looking so, at. Here. You know what that looks like, Desmond. I don't know if you ever seen this on on Major League Baseball, and, and they put all these different stuff out there. It looks like somebody's bunt charts, like <laughs> bunting down the first and third base line. like that's literally what it looks like. Yeah. But I, I think I think too, and, and Steve kind of pointed this out in the post game that PJ hadn't been the starter, and they didn't want to again put those put those Stressful situations on him, I'm interested to see how conservative that game plan is this week if he remains the starter, given that he's had a full week and a half or so to really run with the ones now yeah. that's that's if he's healthy enough because he's got the neck injury. We may have yeah, Jacob, Houston, and that could be the I think he'd be technically the what sixth string quarterback that's
0: going to be starting potentially so uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, at this point, I'm like, "Yo, throw throw Jacob in there." Like he he did a couple of things when he had the chance. Um, I mean, the, check, the, down, the, game, the check, check down, the check down
1: was the biggest one of you know. That was McCaffrey chunk. just being McCaffrey, yeah, like, yeah. He just hit I mean, corner, like, which which really goes to show you, you all you got to do is get the, get the ball to these guys in some space of some sort. Kudos to the tight end this week, by the way. Uh,
0: Ian Thomas um
1: Ian Thomas and and because this was the first time that I've seen him get opportunities to where he can make something happen after the catch and so as we look at other teams right now man this is a, a it's a quarterback driven league and quarterbacks love their tight ends and their running backs as check downs so if we can figure that out with whoever is going to be the quarterback coming up this for this game like the game plan sh- like needs that It needs it sp- it needs to be spread out throughout the game. And if you're running game, you're leaning on your running game, that's perfect for play action, okay? Yes, and you said that during the and game that's, our- and that's, and, 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 for the and, that's and that's where we can like take shots down the field. And so I understand. That's why I was I was kind of waiting to see if we would get some, you know, like you know, I don't I don't know something, some. <laughs> something, some some, some fakes in the backfield, <laughs> some, and then get the quarterback to stretch it out a little bit longer, get those long drawn out routes where the safety gets lost in the sauce, peeking in the backfield, all the eye candy or something. That,
2: that's that's exactly what my my thing was. I mean, it, and obviously you you played football a lot longer than I did but from my from my personal experience if you have if you run a very vanilla offense and you execute it's fine yeah. but if you run a vanilla offense and you don't execute you get what you've been watching from the Panthers these past 6 weeks you you've right. got to be able to like some teams they can almost kind of hide some of their deficiencies because they just execute well they may not ha- they might not give the most uh, confusing looks or different personnel that you don't see on a week-to-week basis, but they execute at a high level. The Rams did that Sunday.
1: Yeah, we when the you 49ers.
2: 49ers, yeah. When you when you don't present different looks, now, like like Stu said in our chat, they they did the per, the, the the pony personnel, which we haven't seen that all year.
0: Um, which explain, is explain that for those that are watching or listening, if they don't know what that is, what what is what is the pony personnel?
1: you get two do- you get two dogs in the backfield or or you get two dogs on the field two running backs um and what you're doing is especially with us if you have a running back like Christian McCaffrey and then you have like and you spread him out somewhere mm-hmm. it's like okay he's a legit threat after catching the ball so we have to really pay attention to this guy but then you have a guy lined up at running back that's actually a running back and they can run the ball too. Like that's a threat. But then but then you have a quarterback that could potentially run too. So now you're just like, yeah. ah dang, I'm I'm in a pickle. I don't really know where to where to really put my eyes at. And so it puts a puts a defense in a stressful situation.
2: Ben really needs to build on that package, I think, because – Yes. Especially if P.J. is going to be the starter, he can run. Now, yeah. I don't know if you want him to run a whole lot, but, I mean, the, the threat is there. But what I'm saying is, like, he, from what I remember, it, I felt like they just lined up in that formation. I don't know if they motioned into it at all.
0: I want that, to say once or twice they did. I want to say McCaffrey started out wide and motioned into the backfield and, and got that's set once or twice. What
2: they need to do or motion out of it. Yeah, because If you if you flex him out wide or flex him into the slot, like there's so many things that are running through a linebacker's head. If you're not going to do all this window dressing and eye candy stuff like L.A. or San Francisco does, you've got to do it in different ways. That way you're making the defense think. If you can get the defense to think, you're going to be able to get those completions. You're not going to see the balls being swatted at the line of scrimmage because they're anticipating that quick out or
0: whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Here, well, here's my thing, guys. And you guys hit all the hot spots. Um, if – Felt like the coaches felt like PJ was limited and what he could do, and they were trying to tailor the game plan to what they thought PJ could do. It felt like the game plan was let the defense win this game, let the run game win this game. We're not going to do anything to force PJ into a situation where he's got to go win the game for us. in the first half, yeah, first half, half he was, he moved the ball, things were going pretty okay. Defense they gets could, the score. they could have used the timeouts and be aggressive, but they did. They did not. They went in the locker room with all of them. But stuff like that, I'm just like okay. It makes the fans think that they're trying to lose, and that was the the sentiment I was getting online through the game, and then afterwards, where there's a large segment of fans who were like, "Okay, well, clearly they're trying to lose these football games at this point because of the way they they just did this, because there's no explanation as to
1: why they Man, never understand fans, 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 ain't nobody gonna go, ain't no, listen, ain't nobody gonna spend the money that we spend to travel the distance you travel. Thank you, tell to them put please. your bodies on the field to get beaten up on. To, to try to lose try to go get um, cj stroud
0: next year like, like
1: come on man come on now <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. that's not how that's it like, works <laughs> that's like hey i'm gonna go i'm gonna go on a jog so i can get out of shape <laughs> nah man you're going on a jog and your cardio is getting right no matter what
0: you know like, something and actually uh, paul mancini who's uh, watching this he makes an excellent point that i noticed too the Rams secondary figured out we were not going to change our offense And you can start seeing the secondary playing at linebacker depth the last three quarters of the game because P.J. wasn't going to go deep at all. Like he didn't even – there were plays where I knew where the ball was going as soon as it was snapped because I knew P.J. wasn't looking at the deep routes. So it was just like, okay, Mm -hmm. find McCaffrey or find whoever's running the shortest route and that's where it's going to go. He threw so many passes behind the line of scrimmage yesterday. Um, On Friday nights when I do high school football, I see that offense – on friday nights it's usually the teams that have like a young quarterback like a sophomore they ain't been working out yet or something and he can't throw it 35 yards down the field vertically in the air but they've got playmakers so they end up putting them out wide they throw that that snake pass or whatever that smoke pass or whatever it's called over to the left or the right and they have a couple of guys over there already to, to kind of do a natural screen and that's what they did all game and they never changed it and i was sitting there trying to think back because we've seen pj before P.J. can throw the ball, can't he? Like, he can throw the ball. Like, I don't think that was ever a problem. What I don't understand is why they didn't, like, from what
2: from – have to go back and watch the tape, but I don't think they play very much two safeties, like, deep. And, I, and obviously, uh, there's a reason why. Yeah. All those quick screens or passes out to the flat, like, how do you not set that up to get them to bite and then release one of those guys deep so, so you pump fake – on
0: a we thought they were – that's what we thought they were setting it up for in our group chat. We're like, okay, they're setting this up to bait him for something down the way because yeah. they haven't let P.J. do they anything. Never, they didn't even attempt it. What? No, he didn't even look. He never wants – and that makes me think he was told not to, you know, because yeah. I would think that just being a competitor, that he would want to take some shots downfield, and he never – I mean, he literally never tried except for that one uh, 20-plus yard – pass and he missed a couple of times dj moore was open on one of those and so he just missed him um i guess the question now is should you give pj another shot or are you looking to let jacob Eason play i mean you're playing tampa uh here's the thing i know that we're not in a good spot right now we're not in a good place as a fan base and as a team uh as a community <laughs> when it comes to the panthers
1: but tell people,
0: people need to keep this in mind out of the 32 teams in the nfl there are only 10 teams that are above 500 right now there's a lot of sneaky football going on. It ain't just us. Go find a Washington Commanders fan and ask them how they feel about their season right now. Like, and they've won it <laughs> one more game than we have. <laughs> you know, yeah. like this, it's bad all the way around. Tampa's coming into this limping themselves, uh,
1: three and division,
0: three. Yeah, our division's not good. They just lost, lost the Pittsburgh. They just lost the Pittsburgh and uh, Kenny Pickett, rookie quarterback. So I mean, yeah. and I'm we not got the little, we
1: got the we got the injury bug right now too. And and and, yeah. and as sucky as it is. I'm glad that it's happened and it's happening now and we have time to figure it out, you know, especially on defense, because clearly that's a strong point, right? We
0: Yeah. We what know Jeremy Chenya Our offensive line we, 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 we. is
1: playing lights out. Like Icky, Icky is playing like I, I saw something. His grade was number two offensive tackle this week. Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, right? Back to back weeks. Wow. Yeah. Where he's just oh, killing uh. it. That's great. I mean, that's why you drafted that guy. So shout out oh, to Scott Fiddy uh, for drafting him. Do you want to keep and him?
0: Yeah. Who, Icky?
1: Fetter? No. Well, no <laughs> oh, yeah. Abs- Listen, this is what you got to understand. From his position, he's done all he can. He's Like with with the with the cards dealt and all the things that he's been doing. I mean, a lot of people are going to have a lot of stuff to say as far as his activity and, and you know, the trades and all that. But we have players. We do. We, we have just, players. We just, we just struggling at the quarterback position. That,
0: you know what? And that's the thing. <laughs> we're not, we're not at telling why you're mad Thursday, but that's one of the things that's driving me nuts. It's like everyone keeps telling me, well, you don't have any players. You don't have any players. That's so why you're losing. If that's the case. Why the hell is half the league trying right. to get our players? <laughs> like right. Half The league has been rumored to, to, to grab. DJ Moore right. or Bron- name a guy that we think is a, a guy on our squad that's like a, a leader or a great player or a good player. He's been These mentioned are, in street talk.
1: This is <laughs> as you know, if I'm on the team right now, I'm looking at, I'm going into the locker room and I'm telling my guys, "Hey, let's stay in this, fellas. This is a, this is an op- still an opportunity to grow. These there's young guys out there that are getting reps that are playing." that wouldn't be able to play if it weren't for injuries and for the situation or whatever it is. Get these experiences. Come together in these moments. These are the moments that you really can start seeing this team mold into who they are supposed to be. That first half of that football game, as slow and how unexciting things were, I loved it. I did too. Because it was the first time that I saw like – complimentary football, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was the because window. they knew what they were going to do going into the game and they started doing it early. I'm not mad at that. I want to see a stack on top of that as we go into this week in preparation because now we're playing a division opponent. If we can go in this game and really get into the mud and and, and come out of this game victorious – Oh my goodness. They're banged up and too. I they're mean banged up too. Like Tom Brady after
0: yelling at all of them and they're like, dude, you missed like three weeks of training camp. Like you like, I'm getting- not
1: sure what Baker's status is gonna be. Like I know his his ankle and all that, his foot. It's his foot or ankle, ankle. Uh, I think
0: it's, he tore a ligament in his ankle, didn't he? Isn't that what the official thing was? Because yeah. I think I thought they could come back earlier. He was gonna be the backup this past week and then they did an MRI. I saw he tore yeah. ligaments. So he's probably gonna be out a couple of weeks before.
1: But we there's him, some Sam there's some back. bright spots that are to come with the with the quarterbacks that we do have, right? I mean, Sam Darnold. When is he supposed to come off IR? Um, uh,
0: he's eligible now, isn't he? But yeah, he's some I mean, to come back. They think that he could be
2: cleared this week. If not this week, definitely probably by next week. I if put, I'm
1: yeah,
0: if i Sam Darnold in that offense yesterday with that oh, notion yeah. of knowing we, he's got the arm to actually try it down the field, we won. We, won we win that game. We yeah, win that live. game. So that, it's, it's weird. It's weird so
1: looking at it like Panther you know, fans. Don't get all favorite, up in your Don't get all, safe. don't get all, you know, your, uh, don't get your uh, underwear all crunched up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I swear, if Sam Garland becomes the savior of this football team, like comes in here and rattles off like six wins straight or something, I am going to lose it. Like I'm, I, I don't even know how to wrap my mind around with that would I don't look think like? This fan base has the mental capacity. No, it just would it would just crumble <laughs> on itself. Like we're here Thanksgiving. I gotta go weekend.
1: see a counselor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need to talk <laughs> to somebody about this. get off my chest. Like if we get the Thanksgiving weekend and the Panthers are like at five hundred because Sam Darnold came back, start throwing two hundred seventy yard games and like two touchdowns or whatever. Yeah, that's not that far off base of what could potentially yeah. happen. Like Sam fell apart because he he lost Christian McCaffrey. To me, that's yeah. really when he started to fall off last year is when McCaffrey got hurt. And he lost that safety valve. But Sam knew how to use the safety valve, but to also want to go downfield. Like, he would take shots downfield. And the first three games last year, he played great. It was when he lost that safety valve. And then that offensive line got revealed to be as bad as it was. That's when he started playing poorly. You put Sam behind this line with a healthy CMC, I actually feel okay. Considering what I just watched yesterday, I don't want to see that again. I don't want to see a whole day of that. Like, I see that on Friday. I don't (laughs) even see that on Sunday. Like, that's – we – The team that I actually call football for, their coaches, whenever they see a team that's running that, they know they got them. Like if they see them in practice doing that or like in pregame running those sets or the first quarter and that's all they're doing, they know that's all they can do because you don't do that unless you have no other choice. Like you're doing that for some specific reason. And yesterday I felt like the Panthers were trying to be too cute and never built a second part of, okay, what do we do when the Rams figure this out?
1: I think we just, I think we, I think it's all part of the master plan.
0: Oh yeah. Well, what's that? Master because
1: plans. We didn't want to show. We didn't want to show the Buccaneers what we got to <laughs> do. <to
0: them. laughs> yeah. Well, if we come out and it's like a forty to fifteen win, I'm gonna be like, yo, you, you <laughs> was on
1: something. You was on something on
0: Monday, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, man I'm
1: over <laughs> here bringing this. I'm bringing the juice right now, man. Sometimes <laughs> the fake juice helps everybody wake up.
0: So, man, we try to put a little positive spin on this for the Panther fans because we know y'all going through it. We're going through yeah, it man. too. We're going through it with you. Like it's, it's hard to watch. It's hard to actually. You know, hard it is to just do two podcasts a week on this right now. I can only imagine Skyler having to write three or four articles a day <laughs> like on this, like right now. This is this
1: is crazy. You want to know this who's really you want to know who I like? The Philadelphia Eagles, shout out to their offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, I watched
1: that game last night. I wasn't planning on watching it, but something told me to watch it.
0: Me too. Yep, I flipped and over the, the third quarter and ended up the way, the
1: way that they use AJ Brown, like with. Picking apart number 11, what's his name? The DN for the Cowboys.
0: Oh, Uh,
2: um, who was that? Parsons. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, Micah Parsons. Micah
1: Parsons. 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 I mean, my my man was lost in the sauce. (laughs) Same play, same drive.
0: Philly might be the only legit NFC team right now, as I'm looking around, that I would actually say, okay, I could see them in the NFC Championship game. They kind of are the most completely built NFC team at the moment. And and Jalen Hurts, man, Jalen Hurts has progressed. Like that's really
1: the New York York Giants, man.
0: I can't figure them out. I I don't know why. I can figure (laughs) them out.
1: They what they're figuring out is they're playing as a legit football team that's rallying around the belief in themselves.
0: And that coach, that coach is still that. Yep.
1: Yeah, and and that's that's. I mean, I'm not really sure how far they're going to get this year. I know they're 5-1 right now. I mean, their schedule's not, like, terrible. Like, they can legitimately win the next five games. Like, they play the Jacksonville Dra- Jaguars. I feel like that could be a, a game they could lose, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> because it's in Jacksonville. It's like, oh, we get to go to Jackson, Jacksonville.
0: Jacksonville ain't no joke no more, man.
1: <laughs> but they not a joke, right? On, so dude.
0: They ain't not out no more.
1: Like, But so I think it's, like, those are the things that you need. When you're playing on a team, you got to have like, you got to have fun. Those guys are having fun. Atlanta Falcons, their coach treated them boys to a Bud Light after the game. Wow. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like you, you didn't see that? Like wow. after the game, these guys, after the They're game, cracking, cranking open Bud Lights. Wow. Doing the cheers after the win. Like <laughs> that's where we are, man. I mean, I love, I that, think, that's cool. I love it, man. And, and, that's that's the kind of stuff that you want to see out of from the Panthers. Eventually, I want to see these guys come go through the mud. The Falcons been through the mud. You know, the Giants been through the mud. Right now, you got a new you got new fresh blood with the the head coach. Let's rally on that. Let's rally together. Let's come out of this St. Louis funk or L. A. Rams funk, and and get back to business. I let the, I
0: let the, uh, of the fans comment on this as we're doing it, and uh, as our audience has grown over the past couple of weeks, more and more people have come in to start watching this while we're doing it live. And uh, I'll I'll end it here because it made me uh, chuckle a little bit. San Antonio Gatto, hope they get Hollywood Higgins in more now that Rules of Illegitimate Child is gone. Um, it's okay because Robbie's not here anymore, so we can talk about him. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where Higgins was yesterday. Is he hurt or he just didn't get on the field? No, because he was in a
1: baseball cap.
0: Yep, yeah, and Marshall, Marshall showed up. Ball, just chilling. Wow. And, but see, again, Higgins, was Higgins a Matt Rule pick? Like someone he wanted and brought him over? Or was that something? Because I feel like even with the Fitterer stuff, and I know we're running out of time, even with the Fitterer stuff, I felt like Matt Rule's fingerprints were on every single move uh, Scott Fitterer made. Like he had to clear it with Matt Rule before he did it. Or Matt Rule came to him and said, I need this, I need that, what can you do? And then Fitterer actually worked the parameters of whatever deal. But I don't think Scott Fitter has been like, we should go get Baker Mayfield. I think that was Matt Rule saying, I think we should go get Baker Mayfield. Really, everything that's wrong with this team right now, it comes down to just poor decision-making with the quarterbacks over the past three years. Like, really, if you really want to narrow it down, they have just made blunder after blunder when it comes to who they turned the keys over to. And then they tried to cover that with another error and then another error. I mean, they've brought Cam Newton back once already. And I think someone was joking with me and was like, the best quarterback, bring back. The best quarterback the Panthers have had since they cut Cam Newton has been a washed Cam Newton. That was what somebody told me. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> You're like, wow. Cause I had no retort. I'm like, sleeping on Teddy two gloves. Man.
1: I didn't really like
0: Teddy for some reason. He didn't yeah. go down the field either. Like, he was, he was Mr. Checkdown to me, but.
1: Teddy was a game manager, and he was doing a fantastic job. He was. And should... I think what happened was there might have been some miscues on preparation in certain departments of uh, the field when it comes to, um, like, red zone and situational football. And I think that's where that whole phase of Teddy didn't work out. But I'm going to tell you what, man. I hope all y'all fans that used to hit on Cam, I hope y'all – Feeling the wrath right now. Appreciate cause... it.
0: Appreciate what you had because it's gone and ain't coming back. Like they ain't gonna go. <laughs> I, look, I can't even imagine them trying. I don't think Cam would come back to this. Like, to be honest, what's what's to do to benefit him to come back to something like this? Because he'll just get the blame going forward if he comes back and they're still losing. That's how it happened last year. So uh, I think Eric is talking about Cam with to bring him back. Sorry, buddy. I don't I think that train has passed. I think they would much rather just let PJ Walker and Jacob Eason do whatever they're going to do before they bring Cam back in here. Are before. the fans
1: yeah. talking to you right now?
0: Yeah, they're like they're they're like commenting on our Facebook and YouTube channel. So I can oh, okay. see from the side as they're coming in. Um
1: Well, what do they think that what do they think about <clears throat> What do they think about this week's chances of winning against the Buccaneers?
0: That we'll have to hold for Thursday. See, that was a good tease. That was a great tease, dude. We're going to hold that for Thursday because I, I know Skyler's yeah. got a, a thing he's got to get to it at 3, and it's already 3 okay, yeah. um But, yeah, we'll hold that then. Everybody that's in here today, come back Thursday. Yeah, we come back. On Thursdays, we were doing this – what time? We said we were doing this at, like, 1 on Thursdays. Is that right? or 12.30. 12.30. Mm-hmm. You change the time again? <laughs> I might have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 you know me, man. <laughs> you you were the if one who was like, we need to set
0: me. time. You were like, we need to set time to do this. And then like each week you'd be like, hey man, um, I gotta uh <laughs> I got <laughs> something I gotta do. Can we move this up to something?
1: I to. I'm, I'm very much so new to this whole making my <laughs> schedule type of life. It'll so, it'll,
0: like... be, it'll be Thursday. I think I think we said one o'clock on Thursdays. So I'll go back and check our messages and I'll, I'll hit everybody up. But we'll put it out the uh the link for it so you can go ahead and uh like it. Uh, Go to Tobacco Road Sports Radio, subscribe to the channel so you'll get the alerts because it comes out there. The video version, the audio versions on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Plus, all major podcast formats. So you can go there and get the audio here shortly. But uh, we got to go. We're out of time. Panthers fall 24-10 to the Rams. We'll be back with our our preview versus Tom Terrific in the Tampa Bay Bucks Thursday early afternoon. For Skyler Callahan, Jonathan Stewart, I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been listening and watching the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Keep pounding.